Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, December 22nd, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Senate Democrats' plan for early 2022. Number two, Omicron is ripping through Congress. And number three, you've got the latest, The Tally, a look at a new ad running in Pennsylvania. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Obviously, all eyes were on, or end ears, I guess. Uh, The conference call that Senate Democrats held last night, Senator Joe Manchin did get on the call. um, And basically, Democrats are trying to plot What's next for them going into 2022 now that Manchin has said he is a no on the uh, BBB as it stands today? Yeah, so, I mean, nothing really new on this call, uh, unfortunately, for everybody uh, who was looking for for big news. Uh, Chuck Schumer reiterated that they were going to vote on the BBB early next year. Um uh, he said, I know we're all frustrated at the out- at this outcome. However, we're not giving up on BBB, period. We won't stop working on it until we pass a bill. Now, a bill is not the, the bill they have Not introduced. the bill, <laughs> certainly. Well, you know, um, no, it's not the bill. And, um, uh, you know, I guess there's some hope. You know, Manchin did dial into the call. I guess there's some hope that if he... You know, if they if they bring up this bill, it fails. Then it brings some uh, some it gives them some space, I guess, to um, to do something new. Now, maybe that's wishful thinking. I kind of I don't think it is. Like I, I'm of the uh, the opinion here that there is space for a deal. Now, a, uh, there's no question there's space for a deal. Now, is there space for a deal that um, that the progressives will like. I mean, that's a different story. I mean, I don't know about that. A couple other, um, you know, dynamics here. Um, the Senate will vote on on voting rights and could consider uh, trying to end the filibuster if if that doesn't happen. Of course, Manchin and Cinema are against that. Um, so let's just pause on the call and we'll get, we have some more news on the other side of this, but let's just stop on that. Anna, do you have any thoughts on, on that? Yeah. I mean, I think, listen, I think there's, there's a lot of, you know, the, uh, the times is a story about Mitch McConnell saying the water is warm. Uh, the water Joe is Manchin, warm for Joe Manchin to switch parties is what yeah, you Come mean. on over. I mean, I think that's a little bit overblown at this point. You know, I, I do think it is a sign of, of people moving forward and also just, you know, the sign that Manchin was willing to get on the call you know, he take the heat a bit. He spoke. I think the other part part is, you know, it just shows you with a difficult position, frankly, I think that Chuck Schumer is in, right? He is trying to find a way to appease the vast majority of his uh, membership that wants to move uh, some type of BBB legislation, wants to move on voting rights. And you kind of consistently see not only Joe Manchin, but Kirsten Cinema going in the way, certainly when it comes to voting rights or to making changes to the filibuster. But I do think it will be notable if Schumer follows through on this because he's going to put the pressure on these people, get them on the record. Okay, you don't want to do it, then let's let's bring it up again. I mean, there's only so many tools in his toolbox, but he's clearly trying to take a much more public uh, pressure campaign versus the behind the scenes pressure campaign that we've seen Democrats, you know, engaging in over the last several months. Yeah. Um, now let's talk about something else. This is some more news that we have. Um, the the uh, committee staff directors held a call with the leadership Tuesday before this meeting. They got a little bit more information. Uh, the birdbath, the the so-called legislative scrub that, that is uh, uh, determined in helping the Senate figure out what is 
acceptable in, in a reconciliation package, in that fast-track reconciliation package. That is on hold for the moment. Uh, the J- JCT, Joint Committee on Taxation Scores, for the tax portions of the BBB have been sent to the leadership. The Senate Finance Committee's portion of the BBB is expected to be delivered in the first part of January. Here's something interesting. The Senate could take up voting rights in January, uh, uh, but sorry, the first week of January. But if a deal seems between within reach, they could get some more time and move to the BBB nominations or the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which is a uh, a vote that, that Ted Cruz wants. Now, and they haven't figured out how to address immigration, which continues to be a really bad um, and thorny issue for Democrats. They've been rejected many times, three times now, uh, from putting immigration straight in the BBB. Now they've, they're going to try to find another path. I don't know if they're going to be able to, um, but okay. So let's talk about what could happen here. I mean, I would like, yes, there's room for a deal. Um, there's plenty that these two sides agree on. Uh, two sides, meaning the leadership and and Mansion, I guess three sides and Joe Biden. I don't know that Democrats are going to be happy about taking their one big legislative um, opportunity uh, of the year of the of the Congress of Joe Biden's presidency. Frankly, if um, if Republicans take the House majority and to do some sort of watered down package um because of joe manchin you know i just don't Yeah, but being happy and living in reality are two different things right yeah of course i mean as we always say you know uh you got to live with the congress you have not the congress you want but you know that's like they agree on like they could get a deal on the child tax credit they could get a deal on increased coronavirus funding they could get a deal on all sorts of things I'm just I don't know that they're going to be happy about that. I mean, you know what I mean? I just they're going to they're going to look back at this and say, you know, we got screwed. <laughs> we got screwed. Sure, but I think at the end of the day it's about selling something, right? So like, yes, I think right now we're going through the different stages of grief for some of the progressives about where they thought they were going to be able to be. I think you now probably have another couple of weeks of negotiations and Maybe there is some belly aching around it, but something is usually considered better than nothing. And, you know, whether or not you kind of people put a, a nice note on it, I, I think you'll certainly see the White House shift if they're able to get anything right. I mean, because at this point, they they, they want to have something before this midterm election. They don't want to have to just run on, you know, COVID relief and this bipartisan infrastructure law and maybe another COVID relief package, right? I mean, that that's we're, we're, what we're looking at. Yeah, right I mean, now. Anna, this is a once-in-a-generation opportunity. Like, that. that is not... I'm not talking about what's the right policy, what's the wrong policy, what's good, what's bad, what's indifferent. I'm just saying, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity um, to get what Democrats consider to be transformative and transformational legislation through Congress. Um, they don't know when they're going to have a Democratic House, Democratic Senate, and a Democratic president again. Uh, it, w- it might not be for a while. Um, so they look at that and they say, you know, why are we, why, you know, why, I can't believe we have to um, compromise here. That's, that's just, the, that's just, that, that's what they're saying. Uh, and, and I, I understand that, but, but, you know, that's just the card. That's the card they've been dealt. Those are the cards they've been dealt. It's either Joe Manchin's in the Senate and a Democrat or Joe Manchin's a Republican. I do not believe 
personally. I just don't believe that Joe Manchin's going to switch parties. I have no reporting. I mean, I guess the most he could do or the least he could do, I guess, depending on which side you're on, is become an independent and caucus with the Democrats. I do not think he's going to become a Republican. I just don't. I think that's I think that's extraordinarily unlikely. I might be eating my words in a couple months, but I mean, it does not seem does not seem likely. All right. Well, we are going to be watching every twist and turn as it continues on uh, this drumbeat of what happens with the BBB and Democrats going into 2022. Let's move quickly to this number two story of the day, something the country is facing, Omicron. It is ripping through cities, through families, and it is also ripping through Congress. Jake, six lawmakers have announced in recent days they have contracted covid And sources tell us that the virus has also spread rapidly at the staff level in several Senate offices. Yep. Barbara Lee, Jason Crow, Matt Cartwright in the House um, and in the Senate. uh, We have Elizabeth Warren and Cory Booker. um, And, you know, that's a that's a lot of a lot of members of Congress. I mean, and sorry, and Nicole Maliotakis from New York, um, Republican from New York, Congresswoman. Now, I. You know, you got to just be thankful, I guess, that the House is out for um, for the next two weeks. And so is the, the Senate's out till January 3rd, the House out till January 10th, um, or else we would be in a super spreader situation. And that's this is probably saving uh, a lot of of, frankly, a lot of lawmakers and a lot of staff. I mean, people forget um, that the Capitol is a place where ten th- tens of thousands of people come to work. Um, th- between contractors who come into the building and workers from carpenters to electricians to maintenance workers to clerks. I mean, just, you know, not only this is not only a place for political hacks and reporters, you know, this is a place is a, a massive c- complex and, and people fly in from all over the country every single day through the nation's busiest airports, Dallas, Houston, Atlanta, Charlotte, and and then come to the Capitol. Many of who, many of these people. Um, and let's be clear, Republicans don't wear masks, <laughs> you know, um, and neither do their staff. It's become a thing on the Hill. And, I'm, and, and uh, you know, so we're in the middle of this very transmissible f- stage of the virus. And, and I'm not asking you to cry for Congress, of course, but um, I am suggesting that um, this could be a lot worse. And frankly, probably is a lot worse because members of Congress are under no obligation to announce their COVID status, many of them have, um, but they're under no obligation to. So a, a good thing, frankly, a good thing that um, Congress is out. Right. I think as, as a lot of people are, are finding, not only in, in businesses as well, that, you know, being home or not kind of being in those situations where there's, you know, tens of hundreds of people in a, in a building when we're in this kind of very transmissible state it's it, it is a blessing certainly that everybody's at home for a while um and and you know becomes a, a real flashpoint for people that do work on the hill as you kind of noted right where uh it is it is a workplace uh people want to feel safe and right now there's a lot of uh concern out there 
Let's move on to the number three story of the morning, the tally. We have potential Pennsylvania Senate GOP primary candidate David McCormick up on the air with his first ad buy of the campaign as he mulls whether to enter the wide open race. He's a wealthy hedge fund manager with no political experience, and he's really started to take some pretty concrete steps to run for Senate. That's right. David McCormick of Bridgewater, a big uh, uh, financial institution based in my home state of Connecticut, um, is uh, running. (laughs) And I mean, he's announced his exploratory committee. He's going to face uh, Dr. Uh, Oz, I, I, who of TV fame, I guess. I, I guess that's where he's famous from, right, Anna? He's a TV dude. Um, um, and uh, I would have to say that he's up on the air pretty early. I mean, he's not announced his campaign officially. Uh, at the at the end of the ad, uh, there's a, a shot of he and his wife, Dina Powell, who many people will know. She's an executive at Goldman Sachs. Served in the Bush and Trump administrations, mostly recently in the Trump administration, obviously was a big, a big figure in the national security space um, and uh, going to be an interesting and expensive a primary if, if McCormick's already up on TV. And um, quite frankly, uh, gonna that's one of the key seats. I mean, the Senate runs through Pennsylvania, uh, at least in part. And uh, this is retiring Republican Senator Pat Toomey's seat, so Republicans would really like to keep this seat. Mitch McConnell, uh, the Senate Minority Leader, the Republican leader, has not said where he go, where he lands on this primary. Uh, but I did ask him the other day uh, if about choosing sides in primaries during a news conference, his kind of end of the year news conference, and McConnell said uh, he doesn't. Re- he he said he's not opposed to weighing in on primaries. He's not seen any. Um, any reason to do so so far? He doesn't see any kind of fatal candidates who would who would cost the Republicans a seat. I also just want to note, interestingly enough, no mention of Trump in that thirty second Christmas clip. McCormick makes actually no mention of politics. It's kind of his introductory bid. Instead, he plays up his military service. He's a Gulf War veteran and his Pennsylvania roots on his family's tree farm. So that is going to heat up and something we will continue to watch in the coming weeks and months. Thank you so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.